The Morning Impact is a weekly podcast which is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 10 a.m. and you are now listening to the audio portion of this interview. If this is your first time listening, please subscribe to this podcast as it is quickly evolving. I'll be producing additional content every week that includes speaking assignments and presentations I give and also some unique podcast-only business topics that you won't find on Instagram, YouTube, or anywhere else. Thank you again for listening in. Get yourself a nice cup of joe or whatever you fancy and have a great day. Hey, Nell, how you doing? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate it. So uh, so we are live and uh, sorry about the little, uh, we're getting our cameras going and getting our audio stuff going here. So uh, this is actually the quietest it's been here. There's like almost always a motor humming and it just... It gets like real loud up in here, so this is pretty good. It'll work. It's nice, quiet. Yep. We got controlled lighting over here. Okay, so uh, this is now, uh, I believe this is episode 23 of the Morning Impact. And uh, if you do, let me move my, my mic out of the way here so you can see my nice dapper tie and shirt. Very dapper. And uh, maybe, Dave, you can switch to your camera. You can show your dapper tie and shirt. Well, let me see here. Pound six. There we go. You like my tie? <laughs> I'm styling. In my own way. <laughs> I, think, I think he's got a buffalo sweater going on, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So, today we are, uh, well, we got a little extra dapper today. We have Nell here, Nell Todd. Although, I called you Nell Glover in the, in the preview. And that is usually what I respond to, strangely enough. You never, you never get away from your main name. Well, what's funny is I never knew you by your maiden name, so that's the funnier part why I called you Glover. Yeah. Um, so we have Nell Todd here from Thornberry Brides, and so she sells uh, bridal um, bridal dresses. Is that what they're, is that what they're gowns. called? Bridal gowns. gowns bridal yeah. gowns. Bridal gowns. Okay. Probably sell bridesmaid dresses as well. I do not sell bridesmaids. You do dresses. not sell bridesmaid dresses. I used to oh. sell bridesmaid dresses, but I find that bridesmaids live all over God's green earth. Okay. It just did not work out well. Okay. It was kind All of right. a time killer for me. So we thought uh, we thought it'd be fun to just get a little a uh, little fancier today and uh, dress basically like we were going to a wedding. So obviously uh, now, if you're listening, if you're not watching and you're only listening, I do have to tell you that I'm in a suit and tie here, and Dave is actually in a wedding dress. So uh -huh. if you're just listening, uh, he's in a wedding dress. Uh, if you're watching, you could probably decipher that as well. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, okay. So why don't we just kind of uh, kick it off and Nell, maybe you can just, uh, just formally introduce yourself and just, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Nell Glover Todd and I opened a store about almost four years ago now. Um, I actually opened in March of 2016, so I'm coming up on kind of an anniversary. Um, this was a, an idea that I hatched when I was five years old. I went to a big fancy wedding in Richmond, Virginia, and kind of never got over the whole bridal thing. And so all my life, I told my parents that I was going to open a bride store. I wanted a bride store. I wanted to be with the brides. I wanted to be with wedding dresses. Were you like the flower girl in that wedding? I was not. Oh. I was just an attendee. You were envious, though, probably. I was. I was big <laughs> enough to actually be taken to a wedding. Okay. And so it just, it, it just kind of charmed and delighted me. And I thought that our former babysitter had been transformed into a princess of some sort. <laughs> and I said, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I want part of it. So... 
as I got older, you know, like when I was nine, I was telling somebody this the other day. I, asked, I like when you say, as I got older, it's not like, as I got older and I was like 30 and I started right. thinking about, it's like, no, okay, like, only fast forward to nine. To nine. <laughs> when I was nine, I asked my parents for Christmas for um, wedding music. And my mom was like, what? And I said, no, I want wedding music. And so that's what I listened to growing up. I, I grew up very much listening to classical music because I associated it with wedding music. So it's just kind of always been in me. I think that I'm one of these godmother kind of people. And um, it, it just kind of, it, it just never stopped. And by the time I got in high school, my, my sister was out of college and she was beginning to look at wedding magazines and that kind of thing. And I would steal them every chance I got, and I would just pour through the designs, and, and I already had developed a, a love of certain designers, even at that point. And then when I went to college, I decided that I would major in merchandising and design because I wanted to stay in that world. Okay. So what did you do? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What did you do between college and now? Yeah. Well, for a while, I was a buyer, and then I was a mom of three boys for a very long time. Um, I did real estate for a short period of time, and but my love was always bridal and was always design. So I got back into alterations and that kind of thing at Trine Palace and really loved the aspect of mm. getting those dresses just perfect. And then that kind of transformed into once I had them fitted properly, that I would go to their weddings and help them get ready on their wedding day. Mm. And it just led me back to where my first love was. Mm. So... Now, do you do you still play a part on their wedding day then? Or once you kind of deliver the dress, are you kind of, for the most part, done? I very seldom get to attend any of my bride's weddings. Okay. When I do, it's it's a cherished memory. I love it. Um, I had one bride that bought her dress from Dublin, Ireland. And the deal was if she bought her dress for me, that I would deliver it to her. And so when she said she was getting married in Kilkenny Castle, I said... Absolutely. Wow. Um, I'm on it. So I went to her wedding, and I think I've been to maybe four weddings this year. Um, a lot of it is just... In 2020 already? Wow. No, 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 no. No, no. Let's back that up. In 2019, I attended about four weddings. So, you know, I, I don't get to go to a lot, but when I do, I, I really cherish the, you know, the time that I get to do that. But I don't get to do it very often because... Then you start picking and choosing who you can go to and who you can. And, and really, it's a matter of if I have time to do it. This is a, a, a small secret about myself. Ever since the movie uh, Wedding Crashers came out, mm -hmm. I, I've always wanted to just actually crash someone's wedding. Like, not like in a jerk kind of way, but just just, just to in. say you could do it. Just, slip, just slip in just and slip just in see if... Just like you belong. Yeah. I mean, have, have, have you seen the Wedding Crashers movie? Uh -huh. or, yeah. Have, have, you, have you ever seen it? Yeah. So, yeah, just ever since it came out, like, a couple of my buddies and I, we just we were always trying to think of, like, way. But you know what the problem is? is trying to figure out where the weddings are happening so you can plan ahead of time. You know, it's like, where do you see these announcements and stuff of, like, so-and-so? And then that way you can then plan. So you, you, know. you talk to her. Okay, I'll, okay. I'm, I'm going to give you a little Should secret. The problem is, like, I'm so, like outrageous i feel like someone would be like i know you're not with this wedding I was gonna say, you're, 10, you're not 10, a wallflower material 10 10 2020 is the biggest day this year to get married 10 10 2020 every bride in america wants to get married this year on why? 10 i'm not sure why probably bet, just a date i bet i've got 15 brides that are getting married on 10 10 2020. Yeah. So pick any venue in Newburgh, North Carolina. You probably can slide in. Ah, and if I and if I 
and I probably get a few chances because then if I get kicked out of one, I could probably just you hop to, to the next one. Right. This could be like an October thing. It'll be a while to plan it. So. And pick an outdoor one. That'd be the easiest way. Right. To, you just slide in. True too. Yeah. Unicorn Park yeah. or something. I remember would... uh, just a year after we. So I got married uh, June of uh, 2010, and a year later in November, we all went out to eat with the family, and we went out to eat to the wedding venue that we got married in because it was oh. also a restaurant. And uh, it was actually for uh, grandparents' anniversary, but we went out on November 11th, and it was 2011. So 11, 11, 11, 11, mm-hmm. or 11, 11, 11. And they had basically the the restaurant venue that was there. I think they had basically three or maybe four different ballroom areas. Two of them could be connected as one, but they had four weddings going on the same okay. day. Anytime you've 11, got 11, 2011, everyone wanted to get married that day. Right. It was like a Tuesday, I think, is what it was. It I was, didn't know that it was, was a such thing. a yeah. Pick, you know. Well, by I, I had a photographer friend recently put out on Facebook. He said, "2222." Oh right. Is on a Tuesday. Oh yeah. He says it could. To- he said that's totally going to be a day. Yeah. Everybody's going to want it. He said they're going to call it Tuesday. Going to the wedding on a Tuesday. Right. Isn't it like a club right. song or something? Going to the club on a Tuesday. So I'm curious. When you first opened up, how did you, um, what's, what was your advertising plans, your marketing plans? How did you get known? Well. This was 2016 um, you opened, right? Yeah. It, and actually I started in 2015 kind of hammering that we were coming, we were opening. I, I have a, um, because I had past brides, I knew to contact them to tell them, guess what, I'm sure. opening a bridal store. I've got a lot of friends that have been very supportive of me. So the minute I started putting it out on Facebook that I was opening, that I had a physical space to put it in over on Middle Street, um, it was a little easier to start moving forward with, hey, this is happening, this is so I started featuring pictures of my build out and what I was mm-hmm. doing so that people mm-hmm. would start following me. And then as build I got anticipation. Right. Sure. Um, I had a friend actually in my space. I was up there working one one Friday and my first shipment came in and she happened to be there. So she took pictures of me opening my first boxes and mm. putting them out. So it started building an anticipation for it. Um, my website may have helped some i don't know that it did the website helped me social media helped me draft people to my website i don't think that people were googling because thornberry brides is not a name that you would go searching for sure um but social media is where young girls are and so, the so in- what, what what platforms do you use um i'm on facebook mm-hmm. and instagram you are um Yes, mm-hmm. Pinterest as well. Mm-hmm. And I find that that's where most girls find me. Mm-hmm. And now I've been in business long enough that I'm getting referrals from friends. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I've got I've got two different, well, actually three different groups of ladies that I've, like, done their whole friend group. And so that that's, that's really exciting mm-hmm. to see your business grow in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this about social media. So because um, I do see that you're, you're pretty active on social media you t- oh, yeah. and you take your own pictures or – uh, a lot of times you take uh, like a photographer's picture of a bride and you kind of right. add a caption, all that kind of stuff to it. So No, like normally, you, I normally don't take – well, no, no, you're right. About a photographer's – if it's my bride, I use it. Yes. If it's stock photos from the designer, I Correct. tend not to use yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah, right. that's what I'm getting at. I like, but, I but like you my seem pretty comfortable. And, right, and I, I like to do that because it's all about – 
a growth circle. And so people always ask me about the little newborn magazine, you know, why do you youth really think tourists coming into town are going to do that? <laughs> I said, no, they don't. But I strategically pick my brides that are going to be in that magazine. They usually have large circles of friends. The photographer that takes their picture is usually very well known. Mm -hmm. The venues that they're getting married in are popular. And so I always lay it on the floor and I take a quick picture of it. And then I tag the bride, I tag the bride's mom, I tag the photographer, mm -hmm. and I tag the venue. And it just multiplies. So I think people don't know to use it in a way that you get the benefit of the extra people. Sure. Um, this weekend, I went to a really nice wedding expo up in Raleigh. It was called the Fine Arts Wedding Show. Um, it was very selective. Um, you had to be invited to attend. Oh. Um, I was very lucky that I got invited. It was put on by the Carolinas Magazine, which is a very, very nice magazine. And just the vendors involved, I started tagging them in post, you know, to tell brides that this is, this is a resource that I met. So now their people know that Thornberry mm. Brides is around too. So sure. I think you just, you know, it's a real manipulation of social media to get the people that you need. Mm -hmm. The reason I was asking that is uh, obviously you didn't grow up with social media like right. your brides have, right. right? Right. But what I find, um, I don't know, use the word interesting, I guess, is how comfortable you are with social media. And the opposite is I find a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of business owners, let's say they're, you know, I'll call it not in my age group, I guess I'll just call it Like your way. parents' age group. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably in your parents' age sure. group. Sure. Okay. So, I'm sure that so, I am. You know, a lot of my clients are in my, are in my parents' Brad, you can call us boomers. Okay. Okay. Boomers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of my clients are boomers or like old Older right. Gen Xers, like on the end of the Gen X line, right. but you know, typically boomers. But so many of them are just like, when it comes to social media, right. I mean, they're just like they don't super scared. How it works. <clears throat> they don't understand how it works. I have, I have, people... and I and I completely get it. I completely, right. I complete. I don't knock them for it, and that's a lot of my businesses helping them through that and right. basically making easy systems for them to to manage their social media. It's just for you. You've kind of like figured your how you fit into it basically right. right well i think people will put like for instance they'll go my beautiful bride was at the watson house this weekend getting married they don't know to, very factual to tag the watson house so that it shows up on their things mm -hmm. they just put it in this kind of a sidebar they don't know how to do that mm -hmm. um but i do think that that's you know i, I had a TV station recently showed me this fabulous, wonderful plan that I could implement that I would see all of these people and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, I told him, I said, you know, I can tell that you've done a lot of work <laughs> and I can tell you've got a lot of statistics and I understand where you're coming from. But with social media, I can reach out to exactly who my target market sure. is. I'm not casting a big net hoping i'll find one bride in it mm -hmm, yeah. and i I've, said I've, and frankly I've... i don't watch tv I don't, i've never even seen your station <laughs> and i said my brides really are not watching tv because they're on hulu they're on amazon prime they're on on netflix i said they don't watch and you can get local TV. advertising on there because my wife and i we, we actually recently cut the uh cut the cable cord right really? everybody is yeah about uh about 
actually this is our this is our third month now um so the th small trick of it is we also uh so on our apple tv box you can Hi. sign into most networks <clears throat> using uh an existing cable subscription so we just sign into our parents direct tv mm -hmm. but that but that's not even necessary but that's like to grab like uh like nick jr for our kid or something like that to watch right. some of the shows there mm -hmm. it right. uses your existing cable subscription basically right, right, right. it's really designed if you don't have a cable box in another room you can watch all these <laughs> right. channels right it's in kind an of apple like tv room bed. yeah but uh for the most part we for the most part we stick to like hulu netflix and a couple of these uh, and also disney plus now disney plus has been awesome watching the mandalorian um you like that yeah, we yeah we we, we, we liked it a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think they did a great job for basically a TV only series. Um, it was just as cinematic as watching a regular movie. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, when we watch Hulu, it's one thing that's irritating with Hulu is it's the exact same. Like we watched, we were we've just gone through watching the Heroes uh, series, and uh, it's the same four commercials in each commercial break. So it's it gets super boring. But every once in a while, we'll see a local. Like we we've seen a few ads for people in Jacksonville, a few people in in the Greenville huh. area. Um, so Hulu and Netflix and those places can serve ads from you know not just like right. you know large corporate brands. You know right. you you can basically get local advertising on a Hulu and a Netflix. You know so if so if you find that your target audience is there. Right. And that's who you want to reach out to. You can do that now, I guess, is the, is the, yeah. is the point yeah. of that. Well, and I think that's the beautiful thing about Facebook. I mean, I can put in all the criteria of people who were recently engaged that live in Raleigh, Greenville, Goldsboro, Kinston, Rocky Mount, Wilson, and that's who gets my ads. It's mm -hmm. not wasted on everybody that it just passes by that goes, exactly I need it. a wedding dress. These girls are going, oh, I do need a So do you have a budget uh, for too much information here? But, I mean, do you have um, a figure that you work towards? Yeah. I do because, you know, <clears throat> as the season changes, I, I have different needs. And so, mm. you know, right now I don't need to be spending that much <clears throat> because yep. brides are actively searching for me because they're all active. You get to the summer, and it dips a little bit traditionally – in wedding world, most bridal shops are kind of dead in the summer. I pick up because guess what? We're a beach destination. Mm. And so they're down at the beach with Grandma and Aunt Sally and their sister's here from Dallas and let's sure. go buy a wedding dress. So I tend to redirect it to tourists mm. that are on vacation. Mm. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a game. That's smart, yeah. But, but the thing about Facebook and Instagram is that you can reach exactly who you're looking for. You find a hot girl, like this past weekend at this very fancy show that I was part of, she hired me really amazing models to do my dresses. She didn't just go get, you know, 10 cute girls from college and say, come in. <laughs> she got professional models. I've recently one, been asked to model for, right. for men's suits. Well, one uh -huh. was a former Miss <laughs> one was a former Miss North Carolina. Over at middle age. One, <laughs> one is a professional cheerleader. Both of them have over 10,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah, I want them in my dress. Yes, sure. I'm going to be tagging Miss Vera and Miss Cece in every picture that they were in. Those are real names? They are. <laughs> Vera is amazing. And Sierra, who goes by Cece. Oh, C oh you did say Cece. Yeah. Okay. Cece. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cece is Sierra. That girl's going to be a star. She's amazing. So, you know, but use people that are in your circles of influence. And, I mean, you, you can... I can look on my Facebook friends and see who has huge circles. Mm -hmm. You know, you reach out to cute girls who are influential and you say, 
share this post for me, okay? Put this out there with your girls. Show this to, you know, so it's helpful. The one thing I found interesting with advertising or digital advertising in general uh, is that the the appeal is that you can target whoever you want, you know, right. your demographic or age group and that kind of stuff. Sometimes but at the same time, moms. but the thing of it is, let's say you're targeting uh, brides-to-be in a certain age bracket mm -hmm. that live in a certain area. There's also 20 different companies that are targeting the same person, but for a different reason. Right. It might not even have anything to do with weddings. They just simply right. fit the same profile. Right. But the thing of it is that I found is it still comes down to basically the creative, you know, the, right. the ad itself, whether it's an image or a video and the ad copy. Uh, like I recently put out an Instagram guide um, that I was advertising. I, I didn't, I haven't posted it all anywhere. I've just, I've only put it out, you know, as a, uh, as a paid ad. Right. Uh, and that's been well received, but I also went pretty deep to basically the audience that I chose on Facebook was basically anybody that was either a Facebook page admin or a Facebook payment user. So basically what that's oh. telling Facebook is right. uh, if this person has done any paid advertising in the last 30 days, reach them, or if they're an admin of a business page, so like maybe reaching you because you're an admin of a business page or reaching you because you're an admin of a business page. Right. Um, and so then there was a couple other people uh, other criteria similar to that. Right. But basically, I wanted to find people that were actively using Instagram or actively using Facebook um, for business, you right. know, not like just browsing, you know, to, to browse videos or whatever. And so that was pretty targeted because that was the only person I was going for. And I kept it in a small radius. And I only spent like maybe like $5 a day, but I was getting picking up one to two leads from it per day. Right. You know, and all it was was a free, it was just a free download with your email. That was it, mm -hmm. you know, so just a free download, um, you know, but again, that was, it was very directed. It was just ad image, short ad copy, short offer, and then that's it. Right. But I find what the mistake that I find, like the point that I'm making is the, the, the mistake that I find when I go into someone's Facebook ad account is. They're usually going pretty wide. Right. And they're going all, well, my customer is all of New Bern. It's like, right. I think that's really the issue is that people don't really understand who their customer is. When, when I ask someone who their customer is and they say, well, everybody. Uh, the, the, one everybody. of the smartest things that I did was I went through the Entrepreneur Academy out of the um, Small Business Administration. Oh. They also gave me a score mentor. And my mentor, who was in his 80s and had a smartphone and could do things that you would not believe speaking of people who <laughs> are not really that savvy this man was like a genius with his cell phone he told me he said your target market should be so narrow that you should be able to see her face before she walks through that door and the more i narrowed mm. my business plan hmm. to who it is it's almost inevitable that girl that walks in my store she have like certain color eyes or like no, but certain demographically, color hair. demographically <laughs> they are pretty close. They're all very close. Which I will say, I have the smartest, most beautiful brides in America. They're the most accomplished women I've ever seen in my life, and I am blown away by the things that they do. But that's who you're attracting. You're you're you are attracting that right. type of bride, I guess. Right. You're you, you're in the high end of. I am. Gowns, right? I am. I have high-end designer <laughs> gowns, and 
you know, you would think that that's not something that Eastern North Carolina, nor, you know, would normally need, you know, in mass. But I, my appeal is so broad that I've had people from almost every 50 states. Hmm. I'm not sure how they find me or how they get to Newburn to hmm. find me, but it's really kind of astonishing how many people pass through my door from from places other than North Carolina. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it also comes down to the referral and the word of mouth right. and basically who's selling the dress, right. you know. Right. I- I'll give you an example. Uh, I-, I was actually talking about this with someone else the other day. I, I had someone contact me from uh, from London really? to-, to handle their SEO for con- – so a lot of what I uh, do in terms of content marketing to reach people online is, right. is for contractors. Right. Or it's really service professionals in general. Service professionals. I mean, I mean, I would even group you in as a service professional. But getting more narrow is, you know, people like in the building community or uh, like electricians, plumbers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I often will get people coming in. You know, they're a kitchen remodel. Kitchen remodels are probably like the most common um, request that I get. You know, for help with. But anyways, uh, but I had someone recently contact me from the from London. He scheduled an appointment, That's and crazy. Uh, and so I emailed back, and I'm like, I I don't even know how to even call international. <laughs> I think my Google Voice can do it, but it was like a, a penny a minute. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't even know how to like add money to like even call this person. Right. So I'm like, let's can maybe do a web conference. We yeah. So Skype? so we talked about doing a web conference, but I just said, what kind of help are you looking for? I says because I don't normally right. like. It's appealing because in my line of business, I could obviously right. work with anyone in the world. But the point that I was making, I don't want to. Like, I guess that was the thing. You know, uh, I was listening to someone the other day, and they were talking about, you know, how to get better at uh, selling online courses. Like, se- online courses is like the new version to make passive income online. Right. I-, I-, I couldn't be less interested in selling an online course, uh, even though my business is online. I thrive in the like working with people locally. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's limiting. It's definitely it's not scalable. I guess the way I run my business isn't a scalable business to build websites for people in all fifty states right. without me ever having to meet them. So it's not scalable that way. But it's de energizing. Right. If I can't meet you face to face, it's super de energizing for me. So I guess that was that was sort of the point. But uh the the point of the guy contacted me was just he saw something on the web, found me somehow, and was interested enough to say, I'm giving you my phone number and my email. I'm trusting you with that because I think we maybe might be a good fit, but let's explore that more. So to your brides that find you from all 50 states, right. they're seeing something in you, I think is really what it is. Maybe. It's not necessarily thornberries. It's just something in you going, well, I want to work with Nell to get my dress. You find when people get into that, that upper echelon – they're not interested in going in a store where there are eight other people trying mm. on and there are 50,000 people in there. <coughs> They're not going to a David's Bridal. Right. <laughs> they, they come in my store. We lock the door. They have the store for two hours, and we try them because when, when you're talking with the bride, it's not necessarily what she's telling you you want. It's, t- it's her telling you how she wants to feel, how she wants her day to look, mm. how she wants to – and you have to listen to what they say in between. So it is very personal. So I get the fact that – you don't want to talk behind a screen to people because it is an interaction because one thing can change the whole appointment. It really can. 
Hmm. All I can say is I'm very glad you do what you do, and I don't have to do what you do, because I could never do that. Really? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> when you talk about the, uh, when you talk about locking the doors, you're, you're kind of like the, uh, I forget the name of the shop, but the shop that was in the movie The Bridesmaids. Yeah. And, and they went knocking, and it's there's not even a glass there though right. at all. It's like it's all completely blocked off. You had to go through a speakerphone. You ever seen the movie? Or mm-hmm. no. it's hilarious. I'm super into into chick flicks, and I have no issues with it, but. Uh, but yeah, they had like they had to like speak into like this speakerphone thing. Like you couldn't see anybody. It was com- it looked like a prison basically, okay. right? Because uh-huh. uh, it was all completely blocked off. But then someone that was there just happened to know the owner, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, come in without an appointment." You know. Now you, you must have had the uh, as I say the bridezilla, uh, a customer from hell. I have never. You have no had stories. A wow. No, I've had two bad moms. That's why I don't do weddings. And for, like, never, yeah. and yeah. never <laughs> a bad bride. I've never had a bad bride. <laughs> they, they, that just has not happened. But there. But you're also with them at their happiest, a most excited right. moment, though. Also, right. so is it is it common well, that I think, bridal I think shops? I think how they come in the door mm-hmm. and how you greet them sure. sets the tone. And I've had some very high anxiety brides. I've had some brides that were very specific about what they wanted. But I also think you can tame the tiger mm. and you can get them back into a place that they're comfortable because if they expect a high level of professionalism and you perform that, they're fine. How often? I think it's um, expectations. You know, what, what's the, the first question is, what's the percentage that uh, it's like grandma or, you know, parents paying for the dresses? I, I really see a mix. Um, I see a fair amount of grandmas come in and pay for dresses yeah. just because it's like their pleasure. And they sure. that's the one thing that they can do. Oh, excuse me. I no, you're fine. My microphone. Um, so, you know, I do see that. But I also see a lot of professional brides that pay for their own dresses because they say, you know, my parents are footing this bill. This is the one thing I can do. Yeah, pay. sure, sure. So I think there again, because I do have such a high level of professional brides that a lot of them pay for their own dresses too. So of the people, of the brides that aren't paying for their dress, where it's mm-hmm. like either parents or grandparents, mm-hmm. um, how, so maybe the bride is more at ease, but I guess the question I'm trying to formulate here is, how much input is the pay payer trying to kind of put in and weigh their influence? I really see very little of that. Okay. I really do. Um, I, th- I think because my brides are a little bit different than than the mass brides. Mm-hmm. The, the, moms, the mass brides. <laughs> well, you get... You mean Massachusetts brides? Or? No, 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 no. No, no. Just, no I just, know what you, you meant. Just, you just get, you know, you go to other stores and, you know, I have witnessed some things because when I was getting my store together, I probably went in 40 or 50 wedding shops just to kind of hmm. get a feel of what their procedure was, what they did when you came through the door, you know, just to Did you go with your ring off to make it look like you were trying to get married? I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I often said that, you know, I had a daughter getting getting ready to get married. Okay, or, that's a good backstory. Or I would walk in and go, you know, I'm interested in a mother of the bride dress. Oh, you have beautiful wedding gowns. Sure. What do you have? Okay, sure. I don't know if my daughter-in-law has a dress yet. You know, just to kind of get information. And it was astonishing what I learned. Because I said, if, if somebody walked in my store and somebody went, I'd knock them out. And I and I had I had a lot of people treat me poorly when I walked in their store. And I mm. said, you cannot do that. A mm. first impression is everything. Yeah. 
you know, the least you can do is be nice. Mm -hmm. Just be nice when you walk in. Um, but I, I feel like I put brides at ease so that they don't feel like they come in combative. So. Yeah, because it probably yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's exciting, but it's I imagine right. it's also very tense. Well, you know? and I think I think when you get this level of bride, they've already done their homework. They know what a wedding dress is going to cost, and they're not shocked. Mm -hmm. Their parents aren't shocked. They, right. They. I usually shock them by it being less than what they think it is mm. because they'll go, oh, my gosh, how much is this going to cost me? Mm -hmm. And I'll go work the figure up and come back, and they go, oh, my gosh, I thought it was going to be $2,000 more than that. So sometimes they're pleasantly surprised. So The thing that amazes me the most, actually, because uh, I, I, I walked into your shop a f several times just to kind of chat and shoot the breeze. Um, Every one of these dresses looks identical to me, though. Know? It's like every That's single white response. gown looks response. identical. I can't even, like, I'd have to, like, look at my, uh, um, actually, my, my wedding picture's right up there. I'd have to, like, look at it to, like, even see, like, what might have been unique about my wife's dress. I just, and of course it's boxed. That's the say, other thing that I'm, I don't get with brides. I'm sorry brides. he just said that in public. <laughs> What, to see give, what her give, dress give looks like? Give him grace and mercy when he gets home. <laughs> yeah, that you just said. i got to look at it to see what's special about it. Well, I I knew that it was white. That's That was sort of my point. Oh my the goodness. other side to it is I don't understand oh why brides box their dress. I've asked my wife several times, and I know that she's given me an answer, but it does not translate. I, I think people look at their wedding gowns as something that I must protect for the rest of my life to to hold in safekeeping for my for my daughter. And I tell brides all the time, did you want to wear your mom's dress? Chances nope. are <laughs> your daughter's not going to want to wear yours <laughs> either. And we got a boy, and that's so, going to be our only child, well, so he ain't going to be wearing that see, dress. There again, I had three boys. <laughs> I boxed mine up and saved mine. Ain't nobody ever going to wear that dress. It's not going to happen. there's trends, aren't there? Fashion there trends? are. And, and, and that's what I tell brides. If, if you bought a fashion dress, in five years, you're going to go, I liked it. Mm -hmm. In 10 years, you're going to go, what was I thinking? In 20 years, your daughter's going to go, my mom was crazy when she put that dress on. <laughs> They're not going to want it. Now, I do have a fair amount of classic dresses and classic brides. If you buy a beautiful silk ball gown, save that. Chances are somebody may want that. Mm. But if you bought a fashion dress... Enjoy it. Have a great time with it. Clean that puppy and sell it next year. Is, is there a market for secondhand dresses? I think so. There's a big market, yeah. I yeah. think so, yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I say that as if I'm like uh I was going to well say, you're up on this, huh, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> I've just – okay, the reason I say that is uh, I, I browse through Facebook Marketplace often. Right. And but for some reason, every now and then. They'll take a dress that they bought 25 years ago and go, new with tags, still in the box, and you go, <laughs> that dress ain't new with tags. It might be with tags. It ain't new. Yeah. I saw one the other day that I sent to, like, my bridal friends because I thought, who are they kidding? And they put, like, $1,200 on it. I was like. Oh, you saw it on Marketplace is what yes. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. and it was hilarious. It was at least from 1990, at I'll, least. I'll show you, I'll show you this uh, screenshot that I took, just a, a side thing with Marketplace. You know, so, so I just scroll through uh, looking for, like, home tools or whatever just to kind of buy, like, used tools for right. the workshop. I look at rugs. But every now and then it, they'll recommend, like, some random thing and, you know, so I saw this one thing. It said uh, someone was advertising their home daycare service, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so it was like a home daycare, you know, so it wasn't really like an officially licensed daycare set up and stuff. But uh, but there was like a, it looked like a flyer almost, but it was basically a thing on the wall that said like, oh, be respectful is like the more, but all of the words were spelled wrong. Oh. <laughs> like it was oh. the worst handwriting. And I couldn't like tell at first if this was a joke or not, but like it looked like someone was really advertising this and mm. I'm like, I would never bring my child there to or learn somebody. during the day. Right. <laughs> like these very, very common Children's that, words that are spelled wrong. That, that just sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen, though. I know, and oh that's the other God. side. It was like fifty bucks, I think. Like, uh, <clears throat> not, maybe was it a day or a week? Or like, it seemed like a normal like daycare rate too. It's like right. I just like would rather go to like a regular daycare place. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, who would do this? But I, I guess maybe they're right. strapped or something. People I guess maybe that's. Yeah, yep. Facebook Marketplace is a plethora of interesting things. Well, the reason that I like Marketplace is uh, it takes out the anonymity of Craigslist. You right, know? I agree. So, like, there's someone I'm messaging right now, for, actually, for a set of uh, studio lights. And, uh, you know, you can see their profile. You can see where they're at right. and stuff. You can kind of see a little you know more information about them. Yeah. They're to kill you in the parking lot. Somewhere. You can also set up meeting. Actually, right. I, it's, it might be Kinston, I think. Uh, somewhere in eastern North Carolina, there's like basically like a safe meeting place for right. online uh, purchases. Well, you know, what's funny really? to me is yeah, it's I didn't a know police that. station. I think it's the Kinston Police Station. Huh. Um, but it's basically like uh, um, like it's, it's like a safe meetup, basically. That you can I meet think there. our police station has one too, actually. The Newburn one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's possible. I yeah. think we have one too. They actually just um, started because I have a few items for sale in Marketplace, and they just started offering uh boosted marketplaces for personal accounts which is the first time a really? personal account could advertise so you can run an ad you can boost the thing to get have it show up more often that's correct yeah huh. wow. what's interesting about it is though you know to boost anything on facebook you had to have a business page like you cannot take your personal nell todd's personal profile right. you couldn't boost anything from that and that's really what got a lot of people to create personal branding pages because instead of advertising something from Thornberry Brides, they would advertise something from Nell Todd. Oh. But it's really like your personal brand page, but it's, it's, so it's a business page. And so a lot of people started creating personal brand pages so they could advertise on it, which is what I also do. Like that Instagram guide was advertised from Brad Poirier, right. but it's, it's a brand page versus like my personal profile. Mm -hmm. But now with Marketplace, you can um, you're actually advertising from your personal profile because page. Facebook wants that dollar. Facebook wants yes, every do. dollar. Yeah. 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 People don't really understand like the cost of running Facebook. Just in the U.S. alone, they have five data centers. And so when I say data center, uh, you know, we're talking about basically a data center that's probably a little bit bigger than the entire downtown New Bern. Yeah. That's just three stories high. And all it is is just computers that are collecting every... It's Detail probably... Of your it's, life. it's collecting our voice right. right now. It's collecting... And there's five of those in the U... Just in the U.S. alone. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's a lot of money to, to basically keep that Facebook app opened. Right. And so, yeah. So they rely on, you know, any, any advertising stream. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're doing boosted job postings now uh you know so they recently opened up jobs i mean they, they're kind of like siloing all these little aren't they though 
extra little places. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing like audiobooks in the future or something. You well, know, just kind of grabbing every little piece of the internet right. into them. You know, well, they say you know the the Facebook app and Messenger and WhatsApp and Instagram are in the top ten of all the apps that have been downloaded since the beginning of apps. Mm. Wow, yeah. Wow. So, and, that, and that's all owned by Facebook. I yeah. mean, they're just wow. monolithic. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. Speaking of uh, jobs, do you uh, do you have any employees, or is it, is it just you around the show all the time? Me. Just it you. It is me, myself, yeah. and I. Wow. As I said, if this ship goes down in flames, it'll be me taking it down and not somebody else. Have you ever we, had employees? or? I have not. Yeah. I've not seen the need because I run by appointment. Mm-hmm. I can control my day. Sure. So if I'm done by 1 o'clock, I lock the door and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, how many how many people are coming in with the appointment on average? Oh gosh, this time of year it's every slot that can be taken. Oh no no, what I mean is um, okay. So if I have an appointment <coughs> with you for two o'clock, how many in my group are coming usually? Oh oh oh, with an appointment. Yeah. I tell brides because they'll ask me how many people can I bring because unfortunately say yes to the dress has had the onslaught of the entourage mm-hmm. entourages generally don't work I have seen some entourages who have been fine yeah. and I tell people I said bring whoever loves you and you feel like will support you mm-hmm. um, I, I had a, a group last And not just sit year. there on their phone and just kind of right. not give any opinion right. or whatever. Yeah. Last year, I had a large group. This this girl is one of six children. So her sisters and her sister-in-laws and, like, her oldest nieces came. It was, like, the sweetest group ever. And every time she came out, they were like, oh, that's so beautiful. You look so wonderful. I love that one, too. Mm-hmm. But I have seen some groups that go, you said you didn't like lace. <laughs> And the sister's over there Instagramming, and and the girl's going, my mom's crying, my roommate (laughs) hates it, my sister's not even paying attention. And so that, they have the deer in the headlight look. They're just going, what just happened? I really think it's best to have your mom, maybe your grandma and a sister. If you want to bring your best friend, bring her. Sure. But a lot of opinions, I I always tell them, I said, bring your entourage back to help you pick out veil, earrings, and accessories because they'll have a lot of opinions before the dress is bought. Once the dress is bought, everybody will love it, and it's perfect. Sure, yeah. So I said, you know, I just, unless they're very, very supportive, don't bring them. Does the groom ever come? I've had a few grooms that have come. I would not want to be a part of that. Well, most of the (laughs) Dave's like, I'm with you. Hell no. Most of the time, it is a second wedding. Okay. And there are no traditional rules, and sure. they just really want their opinion. What about but the dad? Dads come sometimes. I sometimes. Do, I do love a good dad in there. I have, I have one dad from Kinston who's been twice, and he is absolutely precious, and he yeah. sits there going. <laughs> but he loves his girls. Yeah. See, I, so so I, don't, I, you know, I don't have a daughter, so I would never have the thought of, like, going, you know, like, my kid, you know, get gets married. Right. I mean, I'd probably take him to yeah, get a suit. Yeah, I can't imagine that my dad would have. But I would to take my me. wife with me for my kid to get a suit because I have zero idea. Right. Like, what. So, like, right. <laughs> if you're gonna try and defer to me, of like, does this look good? Very, very no seldom idea. do I have dads. I do like a dad to come in, but it's also sweet for the dad to wait until their wedding day to see him too. Mm. That's a really sweet. So, moment. yeah. What percentage of your business is first time versus, um, you know, second or third? Um. <laughs> I would say probably 75% is first-time brides. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I see some second-time brides, but 
Most of them the first time. What's a what's a second time bride probably looking for in a dress? Because their their buying habit for a dress, I imagine, is different than their. Totally they want different. something totally different from the first one. I have some that's that say I didn't get a I didn't have a wedding the first time. Okay. So they want something special. Sure. And and I tell them because my sister told me this. She said if I had known the second one was going to be this wonderful, I would have done more. Um, so I said don't shortchange him because he doesn't. He doesn't not deserve to have you at your best. Yeah. So you know, I encourage them to do anything they want. Yeah. There no, there no, there no longer any rules in bridal. Right. If you want to wear white three times, wear white three right. times. If you want to wear blush the first wedding dress, wear blush the wedding for your first. Wedding. Is, is white matter. still the predominant color dress? Ivory. Or? Oh, ivory. White is, that is, what it is white is so blindingly bright. Okay. I've only had two people in four years buy white. Okay, so <laughs> ivory. So what we consider, what guys consider right. white, is really ivory. It's really ivory. But ivory is still the It's still probably one. the predominant. I yeah. have a fair amount of people that buy a beautiful blush color dress if it's mm-hmm. lace because it shows the lace so much more. But most most people still want that. See, t- talking about no rules and weddings, though, um, I don't know if you know um, Kelsey. She's a bartender at BTMs and Brown Pelican and everything. She just got married in that slot that's um, on Middle Street there. Oh, yes, yes, wedding. yes, yes. And uh, they had a theme of... Um, it was 19- Halloween, wasn't it? It was... Ni- it was um, after Halloween, I believe, but they had a uh, a um, 1950s style, so they all wore beehives. Oh, I did see oh, that. I did see the down that yeah. street. It was adorable. Yeah, and her wedding color was purple, I think, or something. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I like fun-themed weddings. You know, I think they're kind of you know we're uh, you know just like other than ivory and right. you know black suits or something. You her, know, her mother didn't love her dress, but she loved her dress, and I absolutely was over the moon about this dress. It was. It was shades of lavender, and it looked like it was watercolored flowers painted all over. It was hmm. the most beautiful dress, and she was beautiful in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for somebody that wants to go outside the box. All right, so here's oh, no. what we're going to do. The dreaded cards. You know what, Dave? <laughs> peanut gallery over here. All right, so I'm going to have you pick out two cards here. So okay. the, the, These are interview questions. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to have some is, fun here. This oh, is God. lethal. Okay, so right, this so one. one. And don't look at them. Okay. Don't look at them. Okay, all right. Now. What have I gotten myself into? All right, so D- Dave's going to take one because he's, uh, yeah. Oh. Okay, D- Dave's going to take one and I'm going to take one. Okay, okay. so. I, I think, yeah, I, I like this question here. So, okay. So if you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Ooh, I would teach it on quality. People don't always understand why hmm. dresses cost a lot. And I can show you a polyester dress and a satin dress. I can show you a well-constructed dress and one that was cheaper made. All the difference in the world. Hmm. I would I would teach people about why gowns cost what they do. Okay. Cause quality. That's the first thing when I'm when I'm analyzing a line for my store. I turn them inside out because I want to see how they're made. If they don't have good seams in them, if they don't have a lot of boning in them, if mm. they're not nice fabrics, I don't want a them. lot of what in them. Bone in it keeps the bottom. A bone, mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. What, what, what's your question? That that, that that was a good answer. I, I like I like that. Now my question is this: How did you feel on the day that your favorite pet died? That is not what it says. <laughs> that say, is not no! what it says. No. That is not um, what it says. No, it says what what book belongs on everyone's bookshelf. Ooh, um, the five love languages. Uh, I've actually read that. 
But uh, and that's a, that is a good one. But that's my a book that every broad should, should read. My favorite book of all time is by an author named Bill Bryson. He's in English, and it's a short history of nearly everything, and it's it's a great audio to listen to, and it's a great read and everything like that. And it starts way back from when we were, you know, we were basically just, um, you know, single celled organisms all the way to the point. And he does it very entertainingly. So that's my answer. Meanwhile, on audio, you know, book I'm currently listening from poop to gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little further down the scale of respectability. There, what it's, is that about? It's actually, actually, I have the book there, but I'm listening to the audio version of because I, I cannot read and like retain. I have to listen to it. Um, Poop to Gold is actually a book by the Harmon Brothers, uh, who they were um, okay. So they uh, did a commercial for like Squatty Potty, oh. uh, the Purple Mattress Company. Right. They did all. They do really funny comical ads. And so uh, Squatty Potty was actually the first one that they did, and that was the... Is that a book or a product? It's a product. It's a product, yeah. It's basically, it's supposed to lift your legs up when you're on the toilet, I guess. It's supposed to help you poop better. Gives you, puts you in a better position. Yeah. So uh, so that was the whole thing. And so People they, they have them, love them. Yeah, so the original commercial, they were trying to come up with something kind of edgy and stuff, and so they basically, the original commercial was this unicorn pooping out like frozen yogurt. Like like rainbow colored frozen yogurt, and so that was the whole. But it made such a big hit. They ended up writing a book called From Poop to Gold, basically on how to write, how to make video ads. Was basically the, right. the is the the overall topic of the book. Okay. Um. Yes, yeah, so like the stuff that I listen to or read is usually around like advertising and marketing and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I usually read business books. Yeah, I I was actually we had Joey Jones on here a few weeks ago, uh, local book author. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with him. Yeah, actually, well, there's his mug. Right. Um, and so the only like uh, fictional books that I've really read are uh, by like James Patterson, like mm-hmm. some like the thriller kind of right. novels. But it, that's I haven't read one of those in probably like six years. You know. The last uh, book I read was The Seven Key Decisions in Your Life. Oh, that's interesting. It's by Andy Anderson. It's a really good book. So what's good the five love languages about? Five love languages is how you feel loved. And and it explains that um, the way you feel loved is not necessarily the way right. I feel loved. And I really can't understand your love language until I know what it is. Like, for instance, my husband always says, look, I'll wash the dishes. And I'm like, I did it for 35 years, but thank you. His love language is gifts of service. My love language is his words of affirmation. I need to be told every day that I'm loved. Okay. Um, Interesting. His, it's so you transmit and receive on, on right, the correct channels. Right. Yeah. A lot of people have Deep. relationship problems because they don't know how that person perceives love. So it, I think it's helpful to broad students. And to what are the that. five again? It's, P, um, it's um, uh, gifts physical, of service, physical touch, um, affirmation, words of affirmation. I can't remember all of them. Gifting. Right. Some and people's service. love is gift and right. Yeah. Hmm. Some people show love by giving gifts. I, I know somebody that is the best <sighs> gift giver ever, and I know that that's her love language. My yeah. my ex-wife was gifting in spades. Really? Oh my gosh, the little blue boxes, you know, that come from that store in New York mm-hmm. City, mm-hmm. had to be. And I'm gonna say no more. Contractually, you're not allowed to say anything nope. more. Nope. <laughs> but I, I think that that settles a lot of a lot of people's issues could be settled if they just knew how how they accept love. So this is how dumb I am. I thought it was like legitimately like oh, like one of the love languages was like Italian. <laughs> no, <of> no. <laughs> I think very literally. 
I'm, I'm a very literal thinker. And so, like, when you tell me something, I take it very literally. Right. Uh, so that, that's where my mind was going. I have a son like that. He's yeah. very literal. I'm just going, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I think that's, I think, and then that's sort of what it is. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right. Like, I didn't, I, I, I didn't I catch took that. you seriously, you know? Right. Yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> it goes right over my head. Um, so, hey, all right. So, I think, uh, I think. Those are pretty good questions. I like both of those questions. Okay, so some of these questions in here are a little. Uh, the guy that makes his name is Travis. It's called Poddex. I think they're. I think they're kind of cool. I think they're really cool too. Thank you very much. Some of the questions though are a little. It yeah. does get like deep. It's little, like what song deep. would like what song would you want to play at your funeral? I think that's like an odd question to ask someone. Um, but you know that's why I usually grab two of them because. One of them is usually gonna fall through. like a sane kind of question. So. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do like the uh, Dave does not like them at all. Nope. That's yeah. why he, you know, I'm a good sport. Right. He played a good sport today. Yeah, and I think that was a good question you asked, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's basically it. So we got episode 23 under wraps. Um, if you're just catching it right now, uh, go ahead and listen to it on your favorite podcast app. So we're on iTunes, Spotify. Um, that Google was it called Google Cast? Um, Google has saying? a uh, in their music app has a podcast yeah. catcher. Uh, you can also just go to bearcityimpact.com/slash/podcast and you can basically find your podcast app or watch the previous video recordings, um, or so you can listen or watch. You know, in the world of Android, um, there's a um, a uh, the podcast of choice is called Pocket Cast. Pretty yeah, much you mentioned everyone that, yeah. uses that. Yeah, because that one isn't necessarily a platform like iTunes. It basically just gets just, just an aggregator podcasts just, from just all over them. the place. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, I've gotten um in the last year, I've gotten like really into. I think I subscribe to probably at least like a dozen different podcasts now. Um, and I only have like a fifteen minute drive in and out, but I listen to it a lot of times in the morning here. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like listening. To, I, Me too. Got to the radio. I just. Like, I, I used to like listening to morning radio. That was my thing. Like, I'd listen to morning radio on the drive-in. It was but sometimes like, it's interesting and sometimes it's not. That's and exactly it. it. At least yeah, with podcasts, you can do things that are just interesting to that's you. That's exactly it. Maybe I should be a podcaster. That's exactly it. Maybe I should talk about web. You should start though. a podcast. You I should. I think everyone things. should start a podcast. Actually, I don't think that, but... Um, yeah, nowadays, just, not just about everybody is. Podcasting <laughs> now is the thing that everyone's starting... I'm only doing this because originally this was a video thing that I did. I just right. interviewed people and I pre-recorded it. And then one day I was like I was telling Dave a few weeks ago, one day I was just like, "Oh, I could just start a pod- I could just take the audio out of this video and then put it like there was no extra work, I guess right. is my point. There was there was hardly any extra work and so now but I have it as on a podcast it's called The Morning Impact. And so it's kind of evolved more into the podcast side of things. Um, you get, you got to realize when Dr. Phil has his own podcast, right? That's gone right, everywhere. Right. I mean, even um, Michelle Obama is going to going to have a podcast too. Yeah. You know? So that's the thing. So a lot of so like podcasting is sort of like the next wave of content marketing, where like YouTube started like ten years ago. Well, that didn't start ten right. years ago, but ten years ago it started picking up, like mm-hmm. people getting on the YouTube train. Now everyone wants to, you know, have Get a YouTube life, you know, yeah. and have. You, you know uh, all this you know passive income with advertising and stuff but yeah so podcasts the thing that like people are starting to create now um i like if you were doing a podcast only the reason i like it is it's a it's not a lot of work i mean i do it with video to go live but if you were doing just a podcast only i mean 
you could do it from your phone in a microphone. I mean, there's not a there's hardly any equipment right. you need at all. Yeah. It's not like creating a really good video where you do need some good lighting and audio. Post production and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. yeah. You need video editing with podcasting. I mean, as long as you get like a good mic to for good audio, that's yeah. And you can get like a. For instance, like like blue uh, the the blue yeti is the most common one. You know, it's a hundred bucks. It's a USB mic goes to your computer, and that gives you really good studio quality oh. sound for a hundred bucks. You just record straight into your computer, upload it to your podcast, and you're good to go. That's the appealing thing with it. Yep. Yep. So uh, so that just about wraps it up here. Um, so we're gonna get going. We're gonna cut this out. And uh, Nell, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. So Nell. Thank you for uh, we had your handle up on the uh, the screen here, but uh, where can they find you? They can find me at 233 Middle Street. Okay, and online, how can they find you? Um, they can find me at www.thornberrybrides.com. Okay, and I think both of your uh, Instagram and Facebook, it's Thornberry Brides. Thornberry Brides. And those are the two, are you in any other place other than those two? Pinterest, I'm on Pinterest. Okay, you're on Pinterest, yeah. I need to be more active on Pinterest. I'd, I, I get on Pinterest and you know that rabbit hole. You go, oh, that's a pretty bedroom. <laughs> and the next thing I'm doing is I'm looking at dog beds. Yeah. So, you know, you go, get back to what you're supposed to be doing. I remember when Pinterest first was like getting big and it was like, there was a meme out there. It was like, what is this Pinterest thing? And it was like, basically it's a place your wife is on for three hours and then all of a sudden you're eating salad out of a mason jar. <laughs> right, right. All these quirky ideas of stuff, yeah. Right. So, uh, all right, so that does it. So, Dave, Thank let's uh, end live. Thank you so much, Nell, for Thank coming you. on. Uh, this was really great. This is a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are finished. Did you, did you click